Hey y'all, you're listening to Damsels in Detroit, the podcast all about women from the city that are killing it in their industries. I'm your host, Evan Webb. Each week, I invite a damsel to come on and talk with me about their life, careers, and why Detroit girls do it better. Hey you guys, so we're back. Damsels in Detroit, what is this episode? I think 12. 12 now, thank you. So I'm sitting here with my mentee, Jade Rodriguez, <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's actually going to interview me today because I realized that I never told you guys anything about myself. I just kind of started recording and we were just, yeah, that's what we started doing. So today is going to be about me. Jade is actually going to school for journalism. She'll be starting at Wayne State in the fall and she got a what? A full ride. A full ride. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'm super proud of her. She'll be going to prom next week. Graduation is next week. So I just wanted to shout her out before she starts drilling me with all of these questions. So alrighty, Jade, you can take it away. <laughs> Well, Evan is the voice behind the blog, Damsel in Detroit. As a native Detroiter with degrees in fashion and journalism from Michigan State University, Evan wanted to prove naysayers wrong and show them that she, can, she could pursue her professional goals in her hometown. When coming up with the idea of Damsel in Detroit, Evan knew she did not want it to be just another fashion blog. She wanted to create a space where she could tr be transparent and connect with readers on a personal level while still sharing what she's wearing along the way. When she's not blogging, Evan works as a digital and social media associate for the city of Detroit, where she helps to inform residents of vital and sometimes entertaining information via social media and the city's website. Evan likes to say that she's well-dressed and highly determined in hopes that those that get to know her through her blog and Instagram posts will be able to see that she likes to work hard but slay even harder. Hey. Ah, so how does it feel being on the other side? This feels cool. I'm excited. You know, I know you're going to do great. <laughs> we talked about what kind of questions you were going to ask me on the way here. Because you don't so, like surprises. You know, I, I don't. Fun <laughs> fact, I hate surprises. Don't ever surprise me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it feels cool. So to start, what made you want to do journalism? So I have always liked writing. Um, that's always been like a passion of mine. But when I was in high school, I thought like, well, I also was that friend that people would call and be like, girl, I have a problem. <laughs> I need help. So I was like, maybe I'll be a psychologist. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. So then I thought I wanted to major in English. But then that's kind of tricky because you major in English and then like, then what? I don't want to be a teacher. Right. What do you want to do? So journalism was kind of the next best thing. Um, I took a journalism class in high school and did really well. And I found it to be really fun. So, mm. yeah, I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask people questions for a living. <laughs> I feel like you should get paid to ask people questions for a living. I mean, kind of, sort of. I kind of like, do. That's part of my job. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of your job, mm -hmm. knowing by experience, since I was an intern for the city, it mm -hmm. gets really stressful. Yes. Like, we get piled up with work probably, mm -hmm. like, every single day. Right. And it's, like, one maybe day of the week where it's chill. And I know mm -hmm. it gets stressful. So how do you deal with that type of stress in the workplace? So I recently... Um, started creating like boundaries for myself. So if you email me after 5.30, <laughs> I'm not looking at it. And I know that might sound kind of silly, but it's so easy for like the kind of work that I do that you could just be on your phone all day, checking emails all day, responding to people's comments on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever, all day long. So I just try to tell myself, like, when I get home, I'm at home, and I'm not going to worry about work stuff. And the same thing for on the weekends, too. Like, if I was not scheduled to work 
an event on the weekend and I'm not going to consume myself with that stuff that's going to, that I can handle on Monday. So yeah. If you text me about something that's work related, I probably won't respond if I'm already. (laughs) I saw it. I saw it. Please believe it. I saw it. I looked at it and I read it, but I'm not, you're not getting a response from me. You're not hearing it. Yeah. So to move on before the podcast, you were a blogger Mm -hmm. and I've probably read your blog like twice. Okay. You know, just sitting at the desk. That's it? No, I'm just fine. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I get busy. I am a busy lady. You are. And I know I've read it like twice, but it goes from like a point where, you know, you look back at your thing, I black at your old blogs and it's like, ooh, mm-hmm. I've really evolved. So mm-hmm. like, when did you first start blogging and like looking back, how do you see yourself? So I first started blogging actually in college. I had, when Tumblr was a thing, I had a Tumblr. Um, And it was called, What the Heck Are You Wearing? (laughs) So um, it was just me just taking pictures of my outfits every day. So I was that person in college. I never wore sweats. Like, I'm not wearing leggings to class. Like, I was dressed. (laughs) And so people used to look at me like, what is going, why? (laughs) Like, you're just going, you're going to an 8 a.m. class. And I'm like, yeah, so I'm going to make myself late because I'm going to put on a whole outfit. But I would take pictures every day of what I was wearing. So, and then I would link to, like, where I was getting the stuff from. But it was there was not a lot of substance to it. It was mostly just pictures. And so when I graduated from college and couldn't find a job, I was like, I'm struggling. And I feel like I'm not the only person that's struggling. So I started my blog, um, Damsel in Detroit, because I wanted to kind of just open up and talk to people about like that post-college life because it's not easy. So it was really just me expressing myself like, I have this degree, well, two degrees, and I can't find anything in my field, but this is what I wore to an interview today, (laughs) you know, just trying to open up that way. So a lot of people were saying, like, oh, I can really relate to it. I'm glad that you are talking about this kind of stuff because I've been looking for four or five months now. So that's how it came about. It it definitely has more substance now than it did when I started in college. What do you mean, like more substance? Like you don't talk about just blog, just fashion. Yeah, anymore. I don't talk about just fashion. It's more like a lifestyle thing. I'm actually like writing full posts as opposed to like, I had a great day. Look at this cute shirt I got from Target. You know, like that's very, that's so surface level. So once I was kind of like in that rut and I, like I said, couldn't find a job, I really had a lot of stuff on my chest that I needed to get off. So I just started writing more. Um, yeah. So it just has more more things for you to look at. So you can read and look at pictures as opposed to just looking at pictures. Hmm. Interesting. And your brand name is, of course, Damsels in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Where Where did the name come about? Like, what made you think, like, hmm, I'm about to name this Damsels in Detroit? Because I love the ring. It has, like, a really nice ring Thank to it. Thank you. Um, so Damsel in Detroit, so my blog, that came to me. I was, like, about to go to sleep one night, and I just kind of popped up, and I was like, Damsel in Detroit. That's what I'm going to call my blog. <laughs> and so I, like, sent it to my friends. I, like, made a little mock-up logo, and I sent it to my friends, and they were like, oh, it's so cute. So I'm like, all right, great. We're going to roll with it. The podcast name is not too much different, clearly. <laughs> but um, I was at a conference, and I was very bored at this conference. I'm not going to say which one it was, but I was not paying attention to the speakers at all. And so I had a notebook, and I was like, well, if I started a podcast, what would it be called? And I was like, well, damsels in Detroit, because I feel like it could be an extension of the brand that I'm already trying to build. So right. that's how that came about. 
And with your brand, if you guys haven't already, please purchase some Tangela Detroit merch. It's so pretty. <laughs> well, it's sold out now. Well, when but it comes back. When it comes back. Yes, yes, when it comes back for sure. But we do know that your love of fashion is like a big part of you. Mm-hmm. So like when did you really think like, I love fashion. This is something I want to pursue. And like, who is your inspiration? Hmm. Probably high school, um, because I, even though we had to wear a uniform, I was never in uniform. And <laughs> those that went to school with me can attest to that. I was always trying to figure out different ways that I could accessorize or like work around it or like layer and do stuff like that. So I think that that's kind of where that love came from. And also my mom and I, we shop a lot together. So I was always like Shout in out a store. To mom. Shout out to mom. Always <laughs> in a store, always around clothes always doing something like retail related. Um, So I thought like, well, that would be cool if I could kind of do something like that in school. But I didn't really want to do design. I wanted to do like fashion journalism was always my end goal. But they didn't have a fashion journalism program at state. It was kind of like you can do fashion design or you can do journalism. And I was like, well, I want to do both because I wanted to learn like the background of like the history of fashion and why certain people wear certain things or certain cultures wear certain things. So I wanted to have that background so that in my writing, it wasn't so, you know, (laughs) you could tell that I had the experience. That's what I, so that's what I ended up doing. Yeah. We all know we have those moments where we look back (laughs) <laughs> at our fashion choices I know me middle school I used to wear knee-high chucks yes and now I look back and I'm like Ugh, probably <laughs> shouldn't have done that probably not so like what do you when you look back at like old pictures what outfit choice do you think like man I probably shouldn't have done that so it's so funny because I was just talking to my friend about this yesterday but I used to be the color queen like I would wear so many colors at one time and like so much to the fact where a girl in my middle school, her name is Crystal, she used to call me Skittle because I would have <laughs> so many colors on at one, like it was it was a rough time. It was a rough time. Um, so I look back at that and I'm just like, girl, you did not have to wear an orange sweater with a blue shirt. Like, relax. But then when I got older, I was really into accessories. So I would wear really big earrings and a chunky necklace and a bracelet and a big old bow headband. Like when I look back no. at stuff like that, it's like you really needed to tone it down, pull it back. You need to tone it down. So, you up here. You need you to know, be down You need here. to be down. You need to turn it down. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a, a big faux pas. <laughs> and like who do you look up to like celebrity wise well, when it comes to fashion? Solange, of course. I knew you were going to say it. Yes. I mean, duh. Um, Rihanna, Michelle Obama, and do I have another one? I think those are my top three, and I can give you reasons why. So Solange is just fearless, okay? She just wears what she wants to wear. As she should. As she should. She mixes a lot of prints, a lot of, like, she used to do a lot of, um, like, matching, like, cohort sets. Mm-hmm. So she would have, like, the suit jacket with the matching pants. And I really love, and to this day, I still love pieces like that. Um, Rihanna just looks great in everything. You think of somebody like it doesn't. She could wear a trash bag, honestly. And she, she's a queen. Like. Yes, but she carries herself with so much confidence. So it really doesn't. Even if I don't like the outfit on her, I'm like that looks good because she rocks it. You know what I mean? And I think that's so important um, for somebody that's interested in fashion. Like you have to be confident in what you're wearing. And Michelle Obama just looks great all the time. She's just a class act, you know. So yeah. yeah. 
That's she needs fly. to come back to Wayne State. I was really mad when she came to Wayne State for the boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, my friend Will was bragging so hard. And I'm like... I was just be like, stop talking to me about it. Please. <laughs> so we're on episode 12 of yes. the podcast. Congrats, mm-hmm. by the way. Thanks. I am a faithful listener. Oh, wow. Um. So who so far has been your favorite damsel on the show? I can't pick. Like... <sighs> I know, and I'm, but the reason why I can't pick is because everybody's story is so different, right? And so it's just been interesting getting to know all of these people on. Di- I mean, granted, some of them are like my very close friends, but like, you know, just getting to the root of things and really getting in those in depth conversations has been fun. But um, I think that one that has really touched my heart is um, the episode I did with my best friend Olivia, because. She just makes me so proud and she is very passionate about her birth work and like what she does and just supporting, you know, birthing people through their processes. And so just listening to her as somebody that does not have children themselves, it's like it's it's amazing to me that she is able to do that kind of work. Shout out to Olivia. Yes, we love her. And, you know, getting to the root of stories, let's talk about the root of yours. Okay. I didn't mean to surprise you, but this question just popped up in my head. All right. So... You know, we know that Evan is fashionable. We know that Evan is social media journalism. Thank you. But, like, deep down, who is Evan? You know, she's a native Detroiter. Mm -hmm. But, like, who really is Evan? Wow, Dave. (laughs) Um, Evan is a very compassionate person. She's a very sensitive person, very empathetic, um, loves to talk to people. Um, I grew up very shy, like, did not want to say anything like did not really had a hard time like speaking up and speaking out for myself um but I've always appreciated having like intimate conversations with people I love getting to know somebody and finding out like what makes them tick things like that I'm very I think I'm creative in my own sense I really like writing and like I said like fashion um I'm thoughtful so I'm not a leaper I think I've said that before like everything that I do um is with intention so yeah that's kind of I guess in a gist like who I am I'm silly (laughs) (laughs) but I feel like a lot of people don't know that because it takes me a minute to like open up I'm very observant so if I if I'm meeting somebody for the first time I have to like feel them out before I'm like okay I can open up if that makes sense because I first have to figure out is this even somebody that I would like to like continue a conversation with. I remember when we first met and I was sitting at your desk oh yeah you were and you were like <laughs> and I was giving permission but you were looking at me like hmm there's a stranger sitting in my seat you know it was just kind of like am I fired did they just put somebody <laughs> like she done took my computer like my mouse pad my mouth everything so I was just like I said they didn't tell us you were coming to intern yeah. with us that year so it was just a surprise but yeah so I just have to always fill somebody out before I feel like I can open up, but yeah. Well, to finalize my questions before we get to our viewers questions Mm -hmm. with the podcast, you know, where do you see it in the future? Cause you know, you evolved with your blog Mm -hmm. and at the start of your podcast, you know, like we just changed the whole intro. So where do you see it going? Like, where do you see yourself? Do you Mm -hmm. see it, you know, probably like, not just a small studio, but like a bigger radio, maybe live. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've been thinking about that. Um, I don't know. I would love for people all over the world to listen to Damsels in Detroit because I feel like there are so many women in the city that are doing 
great things, but they don't always get celebrated. Right. So I would love for people just all over because Detroit, you know, like, let's just face it. Like everybody is interested in the city right now. Everybody wants to move here. They want to hear about the city and things like that. So I'm like, if this could be a platform to introduce people that are maybe not necessarily from here to people that are in the city and from the city and doing things, you know, rooted in Detroit, like that would be great. I would love to do a live show at some point. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that would look like. And I'm like, I guess a panel discussion, but people are so sick of panels right now. So I don't, we got to rethink that. But I would love for it to just be like this huge brand and people are just calling themselves damsels. And yeah, I just want it to be like everywhere. <laughs> that would, I'm excited for that. I can't wait to see this boom. I know it's going to, it's wow, going to go off. I'm excited. Jade, you know, you just believe in me so much. I look up to you. <laughs> I'm telling you, Evan is probably, I have two mentors. It's Evan and it's Amber Lewis. She was also on the show. Hey. And they've taught me so much about journalism. Oh. They like, like before today, I did not think I'd want to do something like this. I want to be in radio now. <laughs> like This is something I want to do. But I've always looked up to Evan. I've always looked up to Amber. Aww. And they've taught me so much. Don't cry. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, to get into our questions, we have our first question is from at Social in the City. Shout out to Amber. Um, and she asked, you're a homeowner and mm-hmm. you like to shop a lot. Mm-hmm. How do you manage your money? So, first of all, I would like to tell Amber I am very offended <laughs> that you would feel the need to ask me this stuff because why? But anyway, <laughs> yes, I'm a homeowner and I like to shop a lot. And what I do with my money is none of y'all business. No, but um, managing your money is hard. Um, it's definitely not easy, especially because as soon as I sign my closing papers, like, Life came at me so fast because they forgot to tell me that my HOA fees were due. They mm-hmm. called me as soon as I left the room. We're like, oh, we forgot that you owe us X amount of dollars. And I was the just nerve. like, oh, <laughs> OK. So, um, yeah, I mean, I have a spreadsheet that I make um, every month. It's for like the bills that I have, like the due dates, how much it's going to be so that I never have a situation where it's like, oh, I didn't know that bill was due today. It's like, yes, you did. You you always know when it's due. It <laughs> right. comes out the same time every same date every month, so that's helpful. Um, okay, so with shopping, <laughs> with shopping, I don't buy stuff full price. I want y'all to understand this. Like, yes, I shop a lot, but I'm never buying anything for its full value. Like, I'm always getting stuff on sale. Um, always waiting for them to send me discount codes Man. in my email. <laughs> um, I work at one of my favorite stores, so I get an employee discount for that. Like, just being strategic about the stuff that I buy. I mean, luckily, you know, like I said, me and my mom like to shop sometimes when she's feeling generous. You know, she'll be like, you trying to go to the mall? Yeah. And then sometimes she'll still gift me things. (laughs) But I just try to not go too crazy. Like, at the end of the day, I know that I have bills. And I know, like, after those are paid, how much money I'll have left to kind of have a little fun with. So I just try to be responsible. I know that's such a a very generic answer. But I'm still learning. Like, I'm not an expert. But bills come first. How is, you know, the housing process, by the way? (laughs) This is like a side question. Um, It's, I mean, it can be long. I saw you bought new lights. Yes. <laughs> it can be a long process, especially, I think, to me, the hardest part was trying to figure out where I wanted to live right. um, because there's so many properties and stuff for sale now, but I had my my non-negotiables, like, 
safety. Like I want there to be security wherever I live or I want to live in a nice neighborhood. I would like to be close to my job, things like that. So it was just a little difficult trying to find a place that had not everything, but most of the things that I wanted. But as far as like, well, after I figured out where I wanted to live and, you know, we started filling out the paperwork that took like a month, three weeks, a month. It really didn't take that long, but I had a great realtor. So, yeah. Yay. Our next question is from at Socially Chrissy Mm -hmm. from IG, and they ask, how do you self-care? Okay. Self-care. Pay my bills on time. (laughs) That's self-care. I don't want to call it self-care. I'll say like more like a how do I relax? Washing my hair has always relaxed me. So sometimes if I've had a stressful day, I'm like, I'm just going to wash my hair. And then sometimes it just feels like all the stress has been washed away. Um, Staying home. (laughs) So sometimes I can be like in my little bubble and I'm just like, I don't feel like dealing with anybody else today. I'm just going to go home and light a candle and watch some Netflix and eat some popcorn. Is that a mood? You know, it might be. (laughs) Um, So I do that. Um, What else do I like to do to relax? Um, I listen to other podcasts to relax. Um, I listen to music. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of how I like to wind down. Oh, I drink wine. I'm not even there yet. Yeah, (laughs) you'll get there. I'm not even there. But yeah, that's kind of how I self-care. I like to just, like I said, pay my bills, make sure I got somewhere to live. Um, Oh, going to Trader Joe's. That makes me happy. And going to Target. Target is a trap. Yeah. I don't know why people, (laughs) like, anytime my mom's like, okay, I'm going to Target for one thing. We come out with, like, 18 different things and don't even buy what we came there for. So Trader Joe's is like Target, but in food form. Don't bring me to Trader Joe's. Yeah. So just (laughs) keep that in mind. And our last question, also from Instagram, is from at underscore. I'm so sorry if I butcher this. Aiden? Oh, Aiden. That's my cousin. Aiden. Hey, Danielle. Um, what does she want to know? She wants to know, how do you manage your work life and your personal life? (coughs) You make it look so easy. Uh. So that goes back, I think, to um, what I said earlier about, what did I say? Oh, setting setting those boundaries for myself. So it's like I worked my main job from 9 to 530. So from 6 to whenever, like that's my me time. That's when I get to focus on my personal stuff. So like the podcast, my blog, like influencer stuff, Um, my weekends, like when I'm not you know, before I start my shift at my other job, like maximizing my time throughout the day. So whether that's like going to work out in the morning and then after that, like, do you have time to go to Easter Market? Maybe. Or do you have some laundry you need to do? <laughs> do you have to go have a meeting with somebody really quickly? So just really trying to like maximize my time. Also really utilizing a planner. So I'm really big on like making to-do lists so that I can kind of map out like what I need to do um, every day. And just cross it off as I go. So if I don't get something done, it's like, can this thing, can this item be moved to a different day where I can get it done? So, yeah. Glamorous planning is something I've just been introduced to. Oh, yeah. She has really cute planners. She came to my school. Oh, I think she went there. To my school? Mm -hmm. To Wayne State. No, I'm oh, she was your high school. school. Okay. Yes. Her and her best friend, Alexis. I can't, it's crazy because I can't remember her name. Alexa. Alexa. Mm -hmm. Yes. They both came to our school, and they actually gave me, like, an opportunity to intern for something. Oh, nice. Yes. They were really nice. They gave us free planners. My planner's at home mm-hmm. next to the one you bought me. Nice. I use yours more than I use theirs. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I learned, especially from you and my mom, planning mm-hmm. is huge when it comes to doing anything. Because yeah. Because time management is of the essence. Mm-hmm. Like, 
it's it takes like two seconds to get off track. Yeah, seriously, it's it's really easy, and I'm somebody that likes to procrastinate as well. So, yeah, I have to write stuff down. <laughs> <laughs> and you have like you have post notes like everywhere in your office. I yes. noticed that. Yeah, so I actually ran out of sticky notes, but those are helpful too. So for things that like, if it was like a last minute thing where somebody's like, can you call such and such or can you work on a campaign for whatever, then I'll like write it on a sticky note and like put it on my computer. So then that way when I come in the morning, it's like the first thing that I see as right. like a reminder. So yeah. You used to hand me sticky notes like, here, remember to do this. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. Like why not give me a full piece of paper? I don't right. know. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that, I guess, concludes our questions. I feel like, hold on, somebody had... There are more that you sent me. I, Let me see. I'm going based off of what you told Well, I got some. I told you when I um was leaving. Oh, somebody asked me, what keeps the... me going? Okay, so Yes Bree from Twitter asked me what keeps me going. Ooh. Um, I think I've always been somebody that likes to work. Um, yeah, no, seriously, I never want to be like without a job or without a hobby or without something to do. So I think just that drive, that natural drive to want to get things done keeps me going. But also, I guess specifically like with this podcast, what keeps me going is that I just know that, like I said, there are so many women in the city that are not, I feel like are not getting the recognition that I feel like they should get. So I just want to help them like elevate themselves and like tell their stories and things like that so I'm just I'm inspired by those people and they keep me going like I just want everybody to know like I don't care what you do if you make like head wraps (laughs) and I think that they're cool like let's talk about it because that was part of the reason why I started this show too because I feel that in the city sometimes we only shout out the same 10 people and I think that it gives other people a really like skewed perception of what success looks like oh I have to have 10,000 followers on Instagram oh I have to have like these really big corporate sponsors I have to you know and this it's not fair like you should just be proud of yourself at any moment of your life and you should want people to know about the cool stuff that you're doing so that's why I wanted to start the podcast so another question from Twitter um, this one is from at DD Renee eighty six eighty six one, and she asked, "What is your favorite outfit you've worn, like from childhood to adulthood?" Okay, so childhood, hmm, I don't know, but I do have a funny story to tell. Ooh, <laughs> so I've never liked people telling me what to wear. I just don't. I, it makes me upset. So when I was little, I can relate. <laughs> when I was little, my mom told me the story. So I was in like play group, which is like a thing you go to before preschool. And we had a Christmas program and all of the kids had to wear these little white crew neck sweatshirts with these painted on reindeers that we made. Ew. And I it was the day of the program and I was in shambles because I didn't want to wear the same thing everybody else had on. Oh. So if you go back and look at the pictures, I had on like a little blue like, oh my little God. blue outfit because I was just. My mom said I was cutting up. Like I could. <laughs> you were not having yeah, it. Yeah, I was just not having it. Um, but I think one of my favorite outfits that I wore, it was some years ago, but I was really big on like thrifting. So I had a lot of cool blazers and I had this one. It was a red, green, and blue plaid um 
wool blazer and it had shoulder pads in it but it looked cool mm. um and i wore that with this pleated black leather skirt and like this white crop top situation and then like some black booties and my hair was pop it was when i had hair mm. my hair was popping <laughs> that day and so i looked back at that picture and i was like you look great girl so that was one of my favorite outfits that i wore as an adult this is like a big question. I know you told me the story about like your hair journey and mm-hmm. how you went from hair. And if people don't know, Evan does have short hair. <laughs> Very we, short. I think we went through the short hair phase together. We did. We went through that journey together, mm-hmm. and then I kind of left you because I left my hair. You did. It's I left fine. my hair up. <laughs> but let's talk about your hair journey. How you you know did the big cut because mm-hmm. you had a lot of hair per pictures yeah. I've seen. Yeah. Um. Was it was never super super long. I just have very thick hair. Like. Can't put it in a ponytail. Um, can't put it in a ponytail. Um, yeah, had to use like just had to maneuver a different thing, a lot of different things with it. But um, yeah, I decided that I was gonna get a taper cut a couple years ago, and it was short. It was super short in the back, and then I still had a lot at the top, so I still had to do like a lot of twist outs and use rollers to kind of um get the curl to get the effect that I wanted and then my hair grew out again and I was like well I'm gonna cut it so I cut it shorter and then it was like well you're here so you might as well just go all the way so yeah I ended up cutting it all off in January I think of last year yeah it's been a year so I love it like it's like honestly the best decision I've ever made I just get to get up and go I was like fighting with my hair every day (laughs) because as you all as you naturals know if you do a twist out and it's not fully dry in the morning, it's not going to huh, turn out. It's a joke. So then it's like, well, now I know, like, I either got to put on a head wrap or I'm going to have to redo my hair at night tonight. And that's going to take another two hours. So, yeah, I just feel like I don't want hair ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not interested in it. I just feel like I feel the most beautiful at this point in my life. And that's crazy As to you say. Should. Thank you. But um, I just never. I, I never thought that I would feel like that. So when I cut it off, I was just like, oh, like it wasn't a shock to me. Right. It seemed like that's how it was supposed to look all the time. So when I look back at pictures of myself with hair now, I'm like, who is that? Because <laughs> that's not me. So, yeah. Hmm. Well, this is one thing we haven't talked about. And this is another question from Amber. Okay. Oh, that face. <laughs> <laughs> and she asked, you've been with your boyfriend forever. Mm-hmm. What's love life like? It's fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've been together for four years now. Um, so it's been a nice little chunk of time, you know. But it's fun. It, it is a lot of work because I feel like when you're in a healthy relationship, you really get to know, like, all parts of that person. And sometimes there might be parts that, you know, I know I get on his nerves (laughs) and he gets on mine sometimes. But I think that we're pretty good at communicating. So, and that that took time, too. I mean, like, just letting each other know, like, hey, I didn't appreciate this or, hey, I didn't appreciate that. Or, like, saying thank you all the time. So even if it's something small, like, if he comes over to visit, I always am like, thank you for coming to spend time with me. Like, just to let him know that I appreciate him and, like, he does the same thing. So, but that's my buddy. Like, also, we were friends first, so. Started off as close friends. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a big thing, too. I think that's really important when you're, like, trying to build a romantic relationship with somebody because you don't want to get in a relationship with a stranger, you know? Uh, Why would you? (laughs) Because. Why would you? So, yeah, I can relate to that too much. (laughs) All right, girl. Man. (laughs) So another question, we'll we'll go right back to, you know, being a homeowner. Okay. 
And um, at Naturally Brittany from IG mm-hmm. asked the pros and cons and lessons you've learned from purchasing your condo. Pros, um, definitely having my own space and not having to worry about pretty much anything or anybody else's opinions. Um, right. Like this is my home. I can clean how I want. I can not make my bed if I don't feel like it. Nobody's <laughs> going to say anything. Um, cons, it's your responsibility. So if some, I mean, I'm in a condo, so if certain things like get messed up, I can call them maintenance. But for the most part, it's like, okay, um, you know, my couch broke. Like, what are you going to, like, that's on, that's on me. Right. And I have to figure out how to work that stuff out. So that's kind of a con. Like, you definitely have to be more responsible. Also, it can get a little expensive. And lessons learned. Um, hmm. Mm. don't try to do too much, I guess. Like, What's doing too much? Doing too much for me was like trying to have my whole space done before I even moved in. I'm like, I had all of these ideas. Like, I want to change the floor in my bedroom. I want to do X, Y, and Z. I wanna, and it's like, well, where are you getting this money from? <laughs> you know, so you just have to kind of be patient with yourself and take your time. It's like, I'm going to be in this space for a while. So, and my mind might change on certain things. Like, right. I might say that I want carpet in the bedroom today and then change my mind tomorrow you know what I mean so yeah, yeah just being patient with yourself is a definitely a big lesson because you can definitely get ahead of yourself real quick because yes. I remember you said like you wanted to paint this you wanted to do that and then I'm looking I'm like that is not what she said you yeah no to do. <laughs> yeah so my mind changes all the time so yeah just being realistic you didn't send me any of your twitter questions so I'm kind of like I'm sorry I just got them today as I was leaving but yeah, well, do you have any other ones that you feel like you didn't ask me? I'm trying to think because, like, I already know a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, like, what do the listeners, uh, uh, <laughs> the listeners, the listeners want to know? know. <laughs> um, I guess, like, what's your favorite work experience? Because I know working, you meet so many different people. Mm-hmm. We do so many different shoots. Mm-hmm. Um. What's one shoot that definitely, like, stands out, like, that's really inspired you? Um, This, was it earlier this year, I think? Yeah, I did a shoot um, with one of my coworkers, and we interviewed this woman um, named Miss Charlene, and she spent the last 41 years in prison. Oh. Um, And she just got out last December, and so she was working with this organization called Bags to Butterflies. And so they um, teach, like, formerly incarcerated women how to make handbags, like, by hand. And they, like, hand paint them. They're mm-hmm. made out of wood. They do, like, earrings and stuff, too. But to meet her and to hear her story and how she, you know, was talking about, like, my I have family members that died and when I was, you know, locked up and I couldn't even go to the funeral, couldn't see them, all of this stuff, like hearing her go through something as traumatic as that, but then still being like high spirits and just happy to have a job and happy to have somewhere to lay her head down every night. Like that was probably the, it just, it just really taught me how to like have a different perspective on my life and like just be grateful for the things that I have and the people that are in my life and the things that I've experienced like that, that really opened my eyes. Cause I'm just like, wow, wow. So, yeah, that's been, I think, my favorite one so far. You said that was, like, the beginning of this year? Yeah. Wow. Or late last year. It was one of the two. It was, it was, I think it was actually this year. Yeah. But she was great. She was, she was funny. She, like I said, it was just amazing to see that she was still able to, like, crack jokes and, like, be funny and just be happy. Yeah. You know, because I just feel like if, 
you know, to go in at 20 something and now you're in your 60s. That's crazy. That was just crazy to me. So, yeah, that's been my favorite project. I almost, almost cried a little. I did, she <laughs> did make me cry. That was the first time I interviewed somebody and I was like, boo hooey. Because I was just like, wow. You cried during an interview? I did. <gasps> <laughs> I know. How unprofessional of me. But she really, <laughs> she was pulling at my heartstrings. I couldn't help it. Yeah. I wish I was there for that one. Yeah, you probably would have cried too. I'm a crybaby. <laughs> I cry when I see a butterfly die. Like, uh, Jade. I'm a crybaby. <laughs> it does not take much. Yeah. Well, I guess another question that I always ask people that I'll answer, and then I guess we can wrap it on up. Um, but what it means for me to be a damsel in Detroit, you know? Um, <laughs> for me, it just means, so I said this on, I think the last episode I recorded that a damsel literally just means young woman. Right. It doesn't mean somebody that's in harm or in distress because that word is always associated with something negative. I think people have a preconceived notion of what it means, but it literally just is a young woman and I'm a young woman. So therefore I am a damsel. <laughs> um, and in Detroit it's just, I've grown up here my whole life, lived here, like, went through dps preschool through 12th grade like you know i'm about about it man um but it just means for me just going through the motions and navigating my life in the city that i have been born and raised in i mean it's totally different growing up in detroit as a kid and now being a grown woman and like kind of sort of on my own you know right. i still have that support but you know, just trying to figure it out. So whatever it means for you to be a woman in Detroit, so whether that's you're an entrepreneur, if you're working retail, if you're working for a Fortune 500 company, whatever that means, it, for me, it's just you being your authentic self in Detroit. That's what I mean. So anybody can be a damsel in Detroit. We need to, like, come up with a word for, like, the male listeners, like a dame in Detroit. I don't know. <laughs> a prince in Detroit. I don't know. I feel like they get too much coverage as is. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's what that means for me. But um yeah. If you don't have any other questions for me. No ma'am. This has been fun though. Yeah. I'm like I don't wanna I don't wanna stop. <laughs> but I don't have to Well I gotta to go. go to work, child, so <laughs> <sighs> why they gotta pull you from me, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, you're only 10 minutes away from me now, so it's fine. We can hang out. Yeah, it's like a five-minute That's like a five-dollar Uber. Yep. Look at that. <laughs> well, I want to thank you guys for listening, and thank you, Jade. You did a great job. Thank you. And I'm always proud of you, <gasps> and you work really hard, and so that's going to take you far. And now you can add this on your resume. I was telling my mom this this morning. I'm like, <laughs> it's going to look good on my okay, resume. period. Yeah. I mean, that's also why I wanted to have you do it, too, because I hate when people are like, you don't have the experience to work somewhere. But I'm like, you already interned with the mayor's office twice. Man. You know, you got to do this. You've done some other cool things. So you're on the right track, girl. Man, and I just turned 18 two days ago. <laughs> like, I have done it all before You can vote. You can buy a lotto ticket. You can. Um, I can see an R-rated movie on my own. By yourself, you know. So you're moving on up. Man, my friend Carlene, she texted me. She was like, you can finally be charged as an adult. And I'm like, why uh, did you tell me that? <laughs> wow, thank you so much. I'm like, thanks, Carls. Um, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> but yeah, it was really, it's really fun being on the show. It's fun listening to the show because I don't you. really like podcasts. Okay. But this is one podcast that I actually like listening to mm -hmm. because you can always learn something from any woman. You can always, you right. know. Take like people learn from people. That exactly. is one uh, quote I've really taken to heart. Mm -hmm. And it's so many people from, you know, 
all from Detroit with so many different stories. Right. You know, they could be from the same side neighbors, mm-hmm. but their stories can be so different. Right. And you can learn from each of them and you can like take them to heart and apply them to your own life. Like I just I love listening to the podcast. I like being on the podcast. I think I might start, you know. Okay. I might take one from Evan's book real quick. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. Like, <laughs> do that. I want people to be inspired. I want people to learn. I want you all to like make connections with each other. So right. networking. That is one thing you definitely you and my mom have definitely taught me. Cause yeah. without networking. Yeah. You gotta you gotta know people. And just, I mean, just so you'll have that support system and you never know what opportunities can come from that. So, because you see, you knew um, the people from Glamorous Planning and Mm -hmm. I had just met them and I told them I knew you and they're like, wow, really? Yeah. Now I'm their new intern. Like, perfect. It, uh, networking will take you far. And I feel like with this podcast, you can really network with people, Mm -hmm. you can hear their stories. This is going to go far. Thank you, Jay. So sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks, y'all, for listening. Um, I hope you like the new intro, you know. Just came up with that this morning. but (laughs) Fresh out the bed. You know. Came out the head. Hey, whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But as always, I want you guys to remember that Detroit girls do it better, and we'll be back next week. Period.